Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. So, welcome back. I don't know why I prefaced it by saying so. Uh, another so has to be in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa, and I have a very quiet voice. You do. Unless you're talking on the phone. In which now, case, I have a very loud voice because I don't know why. Well, I was about to say, and, and I thought that we should record this so that we can get other people's take on this. And if you want to offer your view, cerebro at xmenfiles.com. <laughs> Uh, we, we get a lot of email, but but trust me, we will find time to read yours, because this is a passion project. Passion project for we, we reply to every email that we receive. <laughs> that is the X-Men files guarantee. Yeah. So I think that you are loud when you're on the phone. Because I'm standing. No, because the person to whom you're speaking is far away. <laughs> and... I think that you, and look, this is not a knock on you. I think that most humans do this. I think that most most folks kind of kind of think this. All right. Well, um, we are we uh, appreciate your patience as we try to work out our relative volumes with Brian's loud, super screamy voice and wow. my super screamy, not so loud but trying to be coherent voice. I'm I'm loud and incoherent. It's like it's 2 a.m. at the bar, and <laughs> they're, about to call, bar. Yeah. they're about to call the cops yeah. on me. Okay, with not, that is sufficient ado. Yes. Yeah. Nothing we're further, no. we're going to recap. Yes. All right, recap. The Uncanny X-Men issue 154 is called Reunion, and it was released in February of 1982. Um, You're looking at me like that, like that's meant to be. I mean, I would. I had a birthday that month. But you did have a birthday. Oh, yeah, I turned. I turned ten. Oh, Brian turned ten. This was released yeah. the same month that Brian Bannon turned ten. Yeah. Well, maybe that, like the date on the cover, and we've already established that it, 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 it it's hit or miss as to when it actually showed up. One year younger than our child, which is crazy. Uh, and one year older than our one other year child. Older than our other child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we open with Scott and Storm playing superhero tennis, which immediately makes me wonder if we know whatever happened to Scott's girl, Lee, after the Magneto... You, you, I, I'm happy to talk about this now, I don't want to stop problem. it. No, we can talk about it later. Cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, they play, and then have a nice chat about the, leader, the nature of leadership and rivalry. Then, they hit the showers. Then, suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of interludes in this one. Yeah. We have an interlude. Meanwhile in space, the probe Voyager 2 is cruising along and passes an alien ship that it does not see because it's quiescent, which means asleep for technological things. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't think the spacecraft has anything to do with the story, but the writers obviously just think it's cool, similar to the Muppets. Uh, they're not wrong about yeah. that. The, the readers think that it's pretty cool to have a shout-out to Voyager 2 as well. Yes. Uh, so I was curious about that, so I looked it up. Voyager 1 and 2 launched in 1977. Uh, they are both still in space and still operational 40 years later, and that makes me really, really happy. Yep, back cool. when America could get shit done. Done for it. All right, so we meet space pirate Christopher Summers, who was just about to tell us whether giving up his family to explore space was worth it, when he realizes that, quote, they have found him, whoever they are. 
His name is Scott Summers, just like Scott. Coincidence? <laughs> there are no coincidences in Comic-Con, I've learned. Another interlude. The X-Men, with Xavier cosplaying the man in the yellow hat, have moved to Magneto's Island because their mansion keeps getting trashed and because of anti-mutant sentiment in the U.S. Did you see this costume? It, it took me, when you said, when you said the man in the yellow hat, who man are you the talking? Yellow hat. Parents. Yeah, okay. I know you know who I'm talking about. I'm a parent too. From the Curious George. Yeah. Uh, it would be weird. Parking. Well, it sure wouldn't be that weird if I were a parent and you weren't, but we're both we're parents we're together. Parents. We yes. both created our children. Yes. Uh, Carol Danvers is there, and we learn that she's gone through some shit. She's lost her memory, so though her and Wolverine know each other, she's forgotten. Then we have another interlude, or return to the first interlude. <laughs> Summers, who's calling himself Corsair thinks that he has lost, quote, them, but then realizes that he hasn't. Meanwhile, we're back with Scott and Storm at the mansion, cooking meals and getting the mail like normal people. They get a postcard from the X-Men. I guess Xavier was too busy to beam updates directly into their brains. They talk, they talk, <laughs> a rare moment yeah. of uh, a psionic yeah. restraint from him. <laughs> psionic a real word, or is it like a made-up comic word? Uh, of course it's a word. I, I just said it. No, I mean, is it a word that exists in the real world outside of comics? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, let's see. They talk a little more about the nature of leadership, and then, because they are not normal people, a spaceship crashes in their yard. <laughs> they realize that the pilot is Corsair, and this is the part where I try to remember what we already know about him. There's a flashback to the crash that killed Scott's parents, or so he thought. Scott figures out that Corsair is his father, a fact that Storm can somehow corroborate. Corsair and his group, the Starjammers, are on the run from Sidrian Hunters, which I'm pretty sure are bad. Scott wants to do some more therapeutic chat, but there's no time because giant spiders arrive. Giant bounty hunting spiders. I'm so happy that you said giant bounty hunting spiders, (laughs) because that is exactly why I sign up for this show. (laughs) Uh, I'm confused about who hired the spiders. Corsair says it was not the Imperial Shi'ar from the Dreadnought which makes me wonder if we're in Star Wars. Um, Oh, you can use Dreadnought in more than one context. Whatever. But the opposition traitors who kidnap Lilandra. If I'm supposed to know what any of this means, I don't. Eh, whatever. Anyway, Storm trashes the house in a pretty final-seeming way. They leave Storm to fight the spiders while they go get the Blackbird, which annoys Corsair a lot, though he just joked about wiping out all of Westchester with a fusion bomb. Once they're all in the Blackbird, Storm joins them, and they all learn that the spiders can form themselves into a rocket ship, because of course they can. Right. And just like that, we're in a firefight in Manhattan. Yep. Just like, well, I mean, it's not that far away from Manhattan. I know. You know, by, 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 by jet slash spider. Yeah, yeah. So I get a little lost here, to be honest. There's more weather, and Storm spends some time wondering if they're no better than Magneto, because they're putting innocent people at risk to save their own lives. Storm saves some NYPD helicopter pilots, the spider plane drops into an oil refinery, and Corsair wants to blow up the whole thing, but Scott is worried about killing innocent people. Corsair wins, kills people, and doesn't feel bad about it. (laughs) At the end, we learn that some spacey people are getting ready to fight a big space battle on Earth. Some spacey people are about to have a space fight. Some spacey things. Yeah. And... That's my summary. So a lot of confusion in this one. For me. Oh, you've got yeah. Looking at your paper, yeah. you've got, I got some other notes. Um, yeah, this is this is a weird one. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Well, let's let's go back and pick up one of your loose threads. Yes. One of that loose threads. What happened to Lee Forrester? What happened to her? Uh, nothing. Rather, everything. She's 
Yeah. And it's the way that Cyclops transitions back to the team is among the more graceless bits of plotting <laughs> that uh, that we've come across. Uh, so he left very dramatically. Mm-hmm. We get Scott, you know, working for a while on a fishing boat right outside of Delacroix, <laughs> and then you know he 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 comes back because he, they pick him up from Magneto's Island. Uh, he and Lee don't communicate with each other. He's, or maybe they do and they just, you know, don't mention it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, you it's, think that they would just like sort of cram it in as like a one-off line in exactly. something yeah, that Lee, yeah. Lee couldn't hack the, you know, right. the, uh, like, like, whoa, this is, this is too weird. Yeah. Like, like when you were shirtless after we got shipwrecked, I was, I was into it. Was, yeah. I was down for that. Yeah. But then yeah. the evil mutant yeah. shit started to get really weird. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things things got spun out of control. Um, now, Claremont quite famously has often a lot of balls in the air, right. and we talked earlier about some of the moments that that seemed odd or out of place to you in some earlier issues, and these are like just little bits to, to move some some sub subplot along. Right, right. Um, here's one where, forgive me, I think he dropped the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some kind of closure. She was an awesome character. And, and you don't remember shame. anything further. Like, she's not going to turn up four issues from now again. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think, I think from my recollection, I, I reread a bunch of these, uh, so spoilers-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to see her again. Now, does she show up like thirty issues from right, now? Right, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But but I don't. If she does, it's not going to be because that is the culmination of some master plan right, right. that the Claremont had. Right. It was just like, oh, we've got this character; we can do something with her again. Yeah. So so that's a bummer. Um, well, I'll give you my thought about this issue. Usually, I let you go first because you tend to be more more positive than me. I can't wait to get to one that. That you don't like and I do like because mm. <laughs> I think so far our track record is we're about on the same page, um, unless you like it a little better than me, right. which is great. Um, I, I'm not wild about this one, right? No, I didn't love this one. Yeah, I wrote down that I, I felt like this one needed a prequel. Like I feel like we've seen Corsair before, maybe we haven't. The name no. felt a little familiar to me for some reason. The Star Jammers get mentioned in issue one thirty-eight, the very first issue yeah, that we read, it, yeah. but it, it's 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 part of a recap. Yeah. It's just this insane information dump. Yeah. I just, I feel like I, I just got dropped into the middle of something and hadn't read the thing before. It felt was, like a pop quiz yeah. for a class that you didn't know that you right, were signed up for. Right, I didn't know, right, that yeah. I didn't want to take. And, and I'm, I'm also finding that the ones that have, like, the issues that have extended battle scenes, I mean, I right. know they all have a lot of battle scenes, right. but somehow the ones that have, like, these really extended mm-hmm. battle scenes are not my favorites. I agree with you. Yeah. I, okay, so... I said come back to that. No, all right. So there's, there's, I've got two thoughts in my head. I'm trying to think of which one I want. I, I'll touch on that one. I, I, part of this process is me figuring out what it is that I enjoy about comic books. Right. And my most recent <laughs> uh, thought there, I, I like any kind of story where I, I, I hang out. Like when I'm reading, um, that was the thing that finally got me to enjoy reading Dune. Mm-hmm. 
so I read Dune like after college, mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of a slog the first time that right. I that I read it. Okay. You you have not read it. I don't it. think I know. I've okay. maybe started it. Yeah, first time I read it, like this is pretentious horseshit. Um, I read all of it because I I don't know why, but I did. I used to finish reading a lot of books that I wasn't really yeah. into because I'd started yeah. it, and then I just assumed that I someone was going to come and. Know. Someone's gonna like Something check. Something bad was gonna happen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, um, fail some sort of quiz, so I would just slog through them. I, I have done that a bunch as well. I, I, I told you, but, but for the benefit of all of our listeners, my proud. Oh, I want to hear that. Oh, that you wish you hadn't. Yeah. My proudest book that I didn't finish was um, the sequel to Executive Orders. Tom Clancy did a thing called Executive Orders. It was pretty good. Then the next one was like the bear and the dragon or some or something like that. Um, it is roughly ten thousand pages. Actually, it's not, I, 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 I don't know why I'm exaggerating. It's not because it is. I want to say it was like eleven hundred pages, mm-hmm. more than a thousand. I'm going to round up and say eleven hundred. Mm-hmm. I read nine hundred pages, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. and then I put it down. I was so proud because percentage-wise, I was not that far away from, right. from finishing it. Finishing. But it's like, you know what? Nothing that happens in these final 200 pages. It's going to make the time that I've already lost worth it. And I, I felt so relieved when I put it down. What happened at the end of that? I don't know. The same thing that happened in the first 900 goddamn pages of that book, which is nothing. It's not like, in a bad way. Exactly. I mean, if it was, if it like, like if the last two hundred pages were like an extended description of some some erotica with Kate Beckinsale, it still wouldn't have been worth it. <laughs> it's a lot. That's a lot to slog through to get to that. But it's two hundred. Yeah. Well, well, but also, also, like, like, well, I mean, two hundred pages of that. I only need like four or five. <laughs> how much? Yeah, how much can you get into? Because I don't even know what like two hundred pages of. You know, of, of, of anything yeah. could be like like a payoff. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what are two books that you read that you wish you had read? Two books that I read that I wish that I had not finished. A finish, yeah, sorry. Were The Goldfinch. Okay. Which I hated and it was too long and if you loved it then you can come and fight me because it was stupid and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but well, I, I I've it. heard of that book. You mentioned that. What is it about? At a painting and... I hate it already. Yeah, it's okay, about a painting. It's about a book about a painting. That some kid sort of steals uh, yeah. kind of accidentally and then all this drama. This like incredibly tedious and contrived okay. drama complete yeah. with like weird coincidences. I hate when like a, the plot has to be moved forward by a coincidence mm, yeah. of like two people meeting in Manhattan. Like some crazy <laughs> thing that, you know, could happen. But, right, but yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so I hated that book, and then I hated the one that we read in book group when we were in the special topics yeah. and calamity physics. Yeah. That book was disappointing. Too long. I feel like well, a lot of books too, are long. too long now. So for that, I I, I rely. I'm going to invoke Roger Ebert, who said, "Like if a movie's good, it, it can't be too long. If a movie's terrible, it can't be short enough." Mm-hmm. Um. Period. Yeah. yeah. Special topics and calamity physics. I mean, I mean, yes. If a book sucks, I, I like it to be shorter. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, climate physics, it, it was pretty crap. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, at first I thought this is going to be gangbusters, and I'm so happy that it's long. Oh boy, I can't wait to read more of this. Mm-hmm. Thirty, forty pages later, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. so you were saying that talking about hanging, like what you like about comics. Dune. Yeah. yeah. So Dune, the first time I, I, I read it, this uh, pretentious horseshit. The second time that I read it, uh, my expectations based on the fact that I, why am I reading it a second time? Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I make a lot of bad choices in life. <laughs> reading Dune for a second time is one of the least. <laughs> The thing you get to do when you've got lots of time. Well, no, no, no. This we we had kids. I read we this. Had so, kids when you read it. Yeah, when we went to Seattle, I, I took that book with me. Huh. Yeah. Right. Anyway, no, I meant like in terms of bad decisions. This is one of the less least consequential bad yes. decisions that I've made. Um, so no expectations, and I'm reading it, and I think, okay, so if you get around, if you just look past some of the stuff that Herbert is doing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually fun. You're in this weird place with these people <laughs> and you're just kind of hanging Hang out. out yeah. And like the first hundred or, or so pages of that, I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, because Dune, uh, in terms of pace, slow. Mm-hmm. But if you're just hanging out, that works to its advantage. Right. And I think that's the way that I feel about reading comics. Now, mm-hmm. movies are a completely different mm-hmm. thing. But reading comics, I agree with you. The action scenes are my least favorite elements of it. Right. Yeah. I think what I like about comics is are the ones that we've read, which are all of the ones that I've ever read <laughs> in my entire yeah, life exactly. these past three months. Yeah. Um, I like the parts where the people just seem like normal people, and they're sort of right. having normal people struggles and yeah. issues and, and you can kind of learn about those those struggles and yeah. issues in the context of them also having superpowers and fighting baddies and right. whatever else. So that's what's interesting to me. So like an extended fight scene is usually not that interesting in that right. regard unless it's like, you know, the one where Kitty's fighting the the Christmas the Christmas the Christmas, the Christmas with, demon. Yeah, the yeah. Christmas demon where she's like really uncertain about herself and she's not sure how she's like right. that's you know she brings some of her own personal struggle to that but because the story is not about it, the conflict is not her and the monster the right, conflict right. is her and herself. Her and herself right but here it's like we're fighting we're fighting and yet there's some one of the notes that i've written down is like you know there's some good thing, themes here about leadership um and sort of i've written down the trolley problem you know like what's the right thing to do if you sure. action you know yeah. kills other people whatever um but it all gets a bit lost in all the fighting and confusing characters for me yeah well, I want to say there's just the one confusing character, that that being Corsair. Yes. Well, but then all the baddies, like there's the there's the Shi'ar, then there's like the there's okay. the spiders, the, the Shi'ar aren't paying the spider. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's just the Shi'ar. I, I got to look at it. I, I read it. Uh, did the Shi'ar appear here? I think maybe. Only I mean, they're the referenced in the last frame. There's like a, there's a council, and someone shows up and kills a bunch of people, and then and that's when we learn that there's some big spacey fight that's uh, that's coming to Earth. But is this the first of us? So while you look that up, you yeah. can answer for me. No, no it's called. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good heavens, that's like just one panel. Is this the first of a, of a multi-series arc, or is this a multi-series, multi-issue? Multi-issue. You would hope so. I mean, I mean, we get yeah. no resolution yeah. at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, answer is yes. yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how many issues. Uh, you, yeah. Period. Um. So, substantively, to catch you up, uh, preface that by preface this by saying, yes, you 
were dropped in the middle right. of some some shit that, that yeah. yeah you can't possibly have known about. Um, you, you can kind of refer back to 138 if you want okay. uh, a sort of skeleton key uh, every now and then, um, but it, 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 don't bother uh, most of the time. Now, and it's weird because I want to say there are like not even all that many footnotes uh, in this. In this yeah, exactly. There are any, which is insane yeah. because. Marvel Comics, they can't wait to, to footnote you. Yeah. Like, like, all that happened last issue. Like, look, I know that I'm our new arrival. <laughs> I read the last right. fucking issue. Right. Um, so, I'm trying to think where to begin. So, the Shi'ar, that is an empire that spans an entire galaxy. Okay. Not the Milky Way. Different, <laughs> different, galaxy. different galaxy. Different galaxy. Galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Um, their leader is named Lilandra, okay. and she and Professor Xavier are dating. Like they have a relationship. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's the Shi'ar. That's the Shi'ar. Uh, Corsair, as you you find out in this issue, is Scott's father, and he's a space pirate, and he lives in that galaxy. Okay. And how did he transition from being the dude flying the plane that crashed when Scott thought his parents were dead yeah. and that person? They mentioned that. Or was so, that person before? So or was the plane crash like a whole setup? Hang on. Page 11. We get the recap there. Um, Corsair, like, so, blah, blah, Corsair dreams, and so we get a recap of what happened. His plane was burning. Uh, and gave Scott the only parachute, uh, plans on fire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, both, oh, both of them were swept across the universe. This is a really, really speedy recap. Right. Um, that is confusing. Okay, so they are kidnapped by some people from the Shi'ar. Okay, so they're kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was about to qualify that. No, they're fucking kidnapped. <laughs> or was, I, I guess I was, I was uncertain whether it was like... Adult nap. They sort of staged uh, the plane crash to somehow protect Scott and his brother and that they, you know... That no. The, the kids think now, the parents were dead to keep them safe or whatever. This, this incident gets retconned a bunch. Yeah. So, so don't wait. So that, that's why I'm qualifying it. Here's what I know, because I know that it's going to get retconned a couple more times in, in issues that I've not read. Mm-hmm. Um, no one staged the plane crash. I don't recall why exactly at the exact moment of the crash, uh, Scott's mother and father get beamed across the universe. The plane crash was just like a regular run-of-the-mill... It was a plane that crashed. Plane crash, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I qualify this because I think that there's like some rabid, very much in-the-know fan base that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> We're going to write in and correct me. And, and I know that happens sometimes. People do write in and correct us. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. We do get a lot, as I say, we do get a lot of fan mail. But so far. We've managed to stay on top of it. Exactly. Uh, okay. Um, gosh, I'm really worried about the, uh, I'm really worried about the over game. Really? Even now I'm leaning into the microphone. Over game. Over game. Yeah. Should I lean back? No. No, no, I think you're okay. But, all right. We need to work on our audio. If you have any tips for uh, audio. Where should they send those tips? Send them to Cerebro at xmen.com. Gmail.com. 
All right. I wish that you all could see Ryan's <laughs> deep, deep disappointment with me right now. Returning to the matter at hand. Where should they send them? Uh, Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. X-Men it doesn't files. matter. X-Men no, one, no, no one is going to write us a letter. X-Men files. <laughs> no. Write us a letter. We are, we are alone in the universe. <laughs> all we are is dust in the wind. Okay. Returning to the matter at hand. So Scott's parents get kidnapped by the Shi'ar. Uh, some Shi'ar baddie takes a liking to Scott's mom. Ew. Yes, you. And uh, Scott's father tries to protect her, mm-hmm. and she gets murdered. But we don't know why they get kidnapped at the moment. The no, plane no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, and so at some point, Corsair falls in with a band of, uh, of pirates. So he has no superpowers. No. Okay. No, he does not. He has no superpowers. Um, but he's got a really awesome outfit. Yes. He's got a cool headband and a yeah. mustache. Yeah. Which and makes him look like a 70s actor of adult films. He, whoa, okay. <laughs> Man, mustaches. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does have a slight Burt Reynolds uh, quality. Yeah, mustaches so. are kind of coming back in style. And they shouldn't. Ooh, wait. Like, what other Boogie Nights stuff? Do we, like, like vans or people going to be riding in vans? Roller skates, yeah. You know what? Can I get, like, some kind of Yes album cover space scene on the side of my Prius? I mean, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, like some, some grizzled old, uh, grizzled? I was about to say grizzled wizard. That, that's not a, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Uh, so some some gnarly old wizard uh, with a with a staff on. Okay. You, you can if you could make that happen. I gotta find. All right, I gotta make some calls. Yeah, you probably got one of those like magnet things that you. No, no, I want painted. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, uh, like, like 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 the side of a van. Yeah. That looked like a, you know, the player's handbook from Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yes. That's what I want. That's what I want on the side on of the my side fucking of, your, of my on the side of my Prius. On the side of your Prius. Do, do, do we have a do we have a Prime delivery? Is yes. Amazon Prime here? Amazon what are we getting today? Oh, I don't even know. No one likes to know. Just <laughs> Wait, no, no one likes to know. Craft craft supplies. And, okay. Uh, macrame. Maybe something like that. I don't even know what macrame it's is. It's not in. Uh, cord like uh, rope. Right. You might you might hear a doorbell ring. Which usually, we'll, we'll take that out in post. They usually don't ring doorbell. <laughs> Nothing for we'll take that out in post. <laughs> We've got dozens of people working. On we do. We do. There wasn't a shift. Okay, returning returning to the X Men yeah. um, because that's 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 clearly what why people are listening. <laughs> It's not a document of a, of a very joyful marriage. It's actually hard hitting criticism yes. of forty year old comic books. Yeah. <laughs> Trenchant commentary. <laughs> did, did I answer your question? Was yes. I even was I even in the process of doing that? Or was, it, or was I just sort of talking? Yes. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Well, Leandra, like Lelandra, that all that comes back. Yeah. Whatever. Now, okay. I, mean, I could have gone back, but I, you know, I feel like my. I don't know. I'm, I'm, the truth is actually that I'm too lazy to go back and search past it. I guess if you're a kid and you've got all the issues and you've bought them, then you can yeah. like, who the fuck is this? And right. flip through and figure out, you know, if you're a kid, you should probably watch a language. <laughs> if you're a kid, unless you're a kid, that's me, in which case yeah. no one cares. Right. So okay. I don't language. But, um, but I, I, it occurred to me that I could have flipped through. Uh, 
all the but, past, but somehow flipping through something on an iPad actually feels a lot. The crazy thing is more tiring than flipping through it yeah. on paper. So I didn't. But but also the crazy thing is, in, in typically they they can't wait to recapture yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to catch people up. Now, I mean, I was, it's funny because I wasn't bothered by this because I know who Corsair is. And as I'm reading through it, like, I don't hit that speed bump. But you do, and I'm, I'm looking at you, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. If you have never heard of Corsair, you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Do we know how Storm can corroborate this information that he says? Yes, or? because, uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming I haven't read the issue. I, I should go back and read it. Um, at the first appearance of Corsair and the Star Jammers, he must have told them. Yeah, but not Scott. Not Scott, because, uh, well, because it's a typical soap opera thing. You, right. need, you, need that, you need that dramatic irony. You need that, uh, it's not dramatic irony, but, but um, well, it sort of is. Yeah. Um, you, you need that soap opera thing to, to hold over yeah. the character, yeah. right? It, and, and by the way, I don't mean that dismissively. That's right. awesome. I mean, good heavens. Uh, Downton Abbey had like four years of television wondering whether Bates was going to be going to prison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or whether anybody was going to find out that uh, Lady Whatever uh, shagged that dude to death. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> yeah, Mary, there we go. Yeah, I was surprised by how little I remembered about Downton Abbey. Like, it actually made yeah. me feel concerned how little I remembered having watched almost three really? seasons of that yeah. not that long ago, um, and then watching the first three episodes again and being like, oh, I totally forgot that character even exists. Oh, okay, oh, far out. Yeah, yeah, like, the characters, I remember, like, the plot, I, the plots in Downton Abbey, I, I occasionally get a little bit, mostly in terms of sequence, I don't know yeah. when this happens or that happens, like, for me, it's all, like, is Bates in or out of prison? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Lost. They're on the island. They're off the island. <laughs> Who can follow that shit? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this one, this one, uh, in summary. Yes. This, <laughs> in summers. Summers. In summers. This was not. So that's of, Scott's last name. Yes, that was clever. <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> it was not clever. Not really you're, you're very kind. Um, this was not one of my favorite issues. It had a lot of confusing fighting. I couldn't figure out what they were. I loved the giant spiders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, cool. whatever. Like, it's a cool, cool, cool bad guy. I like the bounty hunting spiders. Yeah. But other than that, um, this one did not. Yeah, the spiders are all right. Quite land for me. And so we don't like action. Action is not our favorite bits of comic books, but you're not going to read a comic book without any action. And sometimes, yeah, it absolutely works for me. But here, okay, so so we've got this fight, and um, what we do like about it is you know the emotional el- the emotional elements. Let's talk a bit about that. Uh, okay, so they're attacked by giant spiders. Scott takes a moment until I get some answers. Corsair, you're mine. <laughs> So, like, before we start this fight yeah. with the fucking aliens, <laughs> I want to go on record. Right. <laughs> okay. And then, so Scott leaves Storm, and Corsair is really upset about that. Right, yeah, like, he's, like, extra upset about it. But I don't know why. Which is, like, he's not in any way sheepish about the fact that, so, this person has just been told that I'm his father who he had presumed dead. 
emotionally, you know, he, he's going to be going through some stuff. But I want to make sure that I shame him for what he has just done, for his actions. All right. And meanwhile, outside, there's somebody driving some construction equipment in front of our house. And this is fascinating because... Because we need to get some stuff that's out in our front yard. Yeah, we put a bunch of uh, used kids' clothing uh, uh, in the front yard. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to remember this forever. You could not be parking that less conveniently. Um, okay, because much like this podcast, we've got lots and lots of people who want to come by our house <laughs> and get our, our leftover shit. Um, all right, what what else? What now? Okay, yeah, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna pause. I was gonna just ask the kids if they would go out there and. Have we paused? Check, check, check. Okay, check and check. I think that we're back. Mm-hmm, we're back. Sorry. Boy, so that was really crazy. The house was attacked was by... Domestic excitement. Yeah, attacked course, by the space aliens. Gay, gay came. He, he, what's wrong with him being gay? I didn't say that he, I started to say, I combined... It's a weird thing. Anyway. It's a weird thing to assume. Amazon Prime guy who may or may yeah. not have been gay showed yeah. up, and then things, and got, then, things got even yeah, things more got exciting. Even weirder. Yeah. Where were we? Um, I don't recall... This is a tough issue. Uh, what I will say, yeah, and I, I struggle to find bits that I, that I liked about it. If we were it, talking about, we were talking about, um, like Scott wanting to talk about him, him being his dad before the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he didn't want to talk about it. He, he, he just has a little placeholder there. Yeah. Like I'm not through being angry with you. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. Once, once we destroy these aliens, oh boy, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Right. Um, and then later. Uh, Corsair yells at Scott. For abandoning Storm. Yeah, exactly. Did Corsair have like a, did him and Storm have like a, a thing, a fling? No, no, they did not. Um, although weirdly, the the domestic um, stuff between Scott and Aurora yeah. is, is like. Uh, I, I chuckled when he said, and then they go hit the showers. And I was like, ooh, 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 la, la. But, um, it, you know, they don't, they're never romantically paired, I don't think. But it is, the intimate's not the right way, very familiar. Yeah, they're yes. like, okay, let's go take some showers, and uh, hey, I'll cook you dinner. Yeah, and like, the male and cooking dinner with regular people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have all of the trappings of a very, very familiar, kind of paired romantic couple. They would have like really super super powery children. Do superheroes have superhero kids, or do they just have regular kids? Uh, I was about to say both, but in general, no, they've got superpowered kids. kids. Um, so we, we already established on an earlier episode that Mr. and Mrs. Sorry, not Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Uh, they're married. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We, we, we mentioned we that earlier. Can we take that out? Yeah, let's take that out. Take that out. Let me. Let me uh, that's a little too much. 30. That's too much. Too much. Okay, so yeah, minute 34. Okay, cool. yeah, they're married. And we're back. <laughs> Once again, we're back. Can you just make it seamless? Can you what? Make it like a seamless transition? Yes, but that's that's hard. <laughs> Look. So anyway, so Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman, they have two kids, and mm-hmm. uh, at least one of them is superpowered. I want to say they both are, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Aurora and uh, Sky, okay, yeah, yeah, they would have superpowered kids. 
But they don't have kids. That's you threw me for a loop there because like, like you, you didn't like my swearing. <laughs> I know it's unusual. <laughs> exactly. My 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 my, um, my parameters are all are all you're confused, yeah. torn asunder yeah. there. Yeah. So so I'm off my stride. So you have to you have to talk for a while. I have talked for a while. Yep, let's hear it. So I had also written down, I didn't find any uh, spot the 80s, obviously. I didn't any obvious I... spot the 80s yeah. in this one. But I did write down a uh, spot, spot the wasps segment where they're, like, oh. uh, they're in New York. And yeah. <laughs> like the woman is like, Neville. Neville, that's an airplane. That's an airplane. <laughs> that was like... Speaking of which, I, I, I really wanted to bring back Mr. Pennyfeather. I wanted to have some some trivial task for, for Mr. Pennyfeather, our assistant. Mr. <laughs> you, you remember him from last I week. I do remember him, yes. yes I'm, I trying, do. I'm trying to launch that character. I want to give him his own spinoff or something like that. But I, I couldn't come up with anything to... Um, oh, you had said that you wanted a cup of tea, right? I would not mind a cup of tea. Why don't you ask Mr. Pennyfeather? Mr. Mr. Pennyfeather? Come in, Miss Kandorovich! <laughs> Why does he call me by my maiden name? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> please, please make me a cup of tea. Yes, absolutely. Right away, Miss Kandorovich. And then nothing happens because <laughs> no one is actually making me tea right now. Uh, I'll make you some tea after yes, this. That's very good. Okay, cool. Uh, Y'all should know that uh, hot the the making of hot beverages is one of the pillars of uh, of our marriage. Yep, yep, it is. Did they establish that the refinery is in New Jersey? Um, because because may. there is one, um, and I've I've landed in Newark often enough. But to... all of New Jersey was basically a refinery. No, 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 no. <laughs> New Jersey, New Jersey is one of these places like Cleveland. It's just such an easy place for, or Kentucky, frankly, where, where people just you know, like to mock it, but they don't spend time there. Not, not that I'm going to ask to move to New Jersey or something yeah, like that, absolutely. but um, no, there is a big, there is a big uh, refinery uh, next to right. New York Airport. I've landed there often enough, uh, which is to say that I've landed there at a wall. But I, I always get a weird sense of comfort seeing there's uh, this giant oil thing to yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at actually on that same page. One of the notes that I made um, was that I know that like all shots of people running away from things in a yeah. city kind of look the same, mm-hmm. you know, and that there are big buildings and yeah. stuff, but still that bottom middle frame on page the 21, 21. Uh, looks like September 11th. And it does, it does look yeah. like 9-11, yeah, yeah actually, I mean, I mean no one not, could have known. It's not prescient, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, sort of evocative now. It's hard to see an image like that now and not think of that, of that time. Yeah. Uh, I feel sad because that was a sad time. Okay. Oof, boy. Yeah. A mediocre issue is giving a mediocre podcast. <laughs> We're distracted. Amazon is coming. Yeah, um, they're, they're, they're tearing up our street. You, you're so rattled, but you think it. I swear too much. <laughs> this is just... The audio is awful. This is going to be one... Nobody's going to listen to this. Yeah. Not even me. I'm all, well, I'll listen to it That's once. You always listen to them. Uh, I listen to a bunch of them, more than once, actually, because <laughs> that's just how, not more than twice, because, yeah. I mean, come on, but, um, yeah, there's only so much navel-gazing I can do. Yes. <laughs> but what I was going to say a moment ago is that um, this, is, this is kind of a misfire. It's not as bad as 149, but... Wait, um, 149 is when they all had flashlights, and they went to Tierra del Fuego for no good reason whatsoever. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. That one, that one was one, it was almost 
so bad that you, it was fun to mock it. Although yeah. it, this one, we're not quite there. Yeah. Um, what Claremont is doing, although he's he's not executing as well as he often does, there's there's some world building going on here. Right. He's, now he's setting something up. Exactly, and I don't recall how often Lalandra has shown up. I want to say, I don't know, I'll go back and look, but I want to say that it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, How many issues is it from here? Like maybe about 10 issues from now, Mm -hmm. maybe less than that. Just in time, you've completely forgotten that this issue exists. No, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, all I'm not going to say this issue is not going to pay off. Mm So we're clear, <laughs> but there is going to be there's some investment here. So you're getting Lalandra and the Shi'ar back into the mix, and I think it's issue one sixty two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they start one of the best arcs ever, all right. and that all takes place in outer space. And you do need to be cognizant and in, mm-hmm. and, and have something invested in in the Shi'ar for that thing to hit. Right. I think uh, now the way that he's going about it is kind of haphazard, right, <laughs> certainly right. in this issue. And, and, and I mentioned a kind of a lull. Um, this is evocative of the lull. Uh, this one and the next one is not going to be loads better. Mm-hmm. It starts to pick up after that. Right. And as you know, on the horizon, Dracula. Dracula. Yep. Pretty yeah. excited. <laughs> I was so excited to write about, to write about right, Dracula. Right. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, um, I had thought that annual number uh, annual number six came out before mm-hmm. this issue, but I don't think it does. Marvel Unlimited listed as appearing in, in January '82, but that annual refers to uh, issue number one fifty nine. So, all right. So, and as I started reading that, because I'm, I'm working my ass off for you people. Yes. Yeah. And, and we get no appreciation for it. It's a thankless job. <laughs> so one, one very yeah. quick, probably sort of last thing. Um, I had mentioned, I sometimes like to note the vocabulary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned quiescent. Quiescent? Uh, tumescent, I think is what you mean. Tumescent is not what I mean. Yeah. It is not. Quiescent. Nice. Quiescent, because Voyager 2 was quiescent, so that means, you know, asleep for, like, technologically things. Yeah. Um, also, the word Corsair, do you know what that means? Oh, it's a type of pirate. Yeah, 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 I knew that. So it's like a little, little on the nose. Yeah, whatever. It's a privateer, actually. Remember, we went to that museum and we learned the difference between oh, gosh. and privateers. And I pirates are sort of like freelance, and pirateers are kind of pirates that work for the government. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they're sort of like officially sanctioned pirates. That's correct. Yeah. Um, that's correct. Where was that? I just established that I didn't know what it was. That's my recollection, too. Where did, was that Boston? No, no, I want to say that was in uh, Montreal yeah, or Quebec, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somewhere, in, somewhere in Canada, and we love Canada, Canada's awesome. Are, are you reading your messages? Yeah. What are you doing? Are no, you I so bored? Scrolling. I'm not bored at all. What are you scrolling I was confirming the definition. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, I feel like I had one final point to make, and I don't remember what it was. Carol Danvers has a lot of hair. Carol Danvers has a lot of She has most of the hair. Walkthrough roles. And... Series in a way that's confusing. <laughs> so what, I, I, I keep always hanging around for. I keep promising that <laughs> it's going to pay off. She she's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to see her, and she's part of that big arc. 
which is probably why I, I have so much faith in... Sooner or later. Yeah. Sooner or later. Uh, making sure I don't have anything else to say. What did Scott make? He made he made like a salad and... He's got like a jug of milk and some... He's got like salad and toast. It's like a step up in the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. But... That's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And, and some fabulous glasses. Those are really awesome yeah. glasses. Uh, Aurora is, uh, fashion-wise, yeah. she, she, she brings it every yeah. issue. <laughs> every issue she looks like a million bucks every issue. Uh, what else do we have to say? Yeah, then we're just in this... Yeah, it's an extended, confusing... Yeah, this action scene with that weird waspy comedy. Yeah, I was thinking also. No, yeah, that's, that's an ad thing. Miss like, uh, Cantor, choose your tea. Thank you. Will there be anything else? Some actual tea, though, would be because the. Uh, that'll be all, Mister Pennyfeather. You're a little rude to him. <laughs> you could have been a little nicer to Mister oh, Pennyfeather. Sorry, Mr. Pennyfeather. <laughs> um, the. Um, what was I going to say? The, it, it doesn't work. When they have the extended battle thing. Do you want me to talk to Mr. Pennyfeather? No. He interrupted you. <laughs> he interrupted your train of thought. I do not. I can tell him, like, when we're recording. <laughs> he should. Although, well, to be fair. Okay, got it. He should only show up when we're recording. <laughs> People tune in for Mr. Pennyfeather. He's going to be a breakout character. I'm telling so. you. I'm telling you. He is. He yeah. is. I don't like when they have a lot of superpowers piled on top of other superpowers to defeat things. Okay. So I'm like, that was, that's part of what I don't like about the long battle scenes. It's like, I start to get confused between, like, what's the weather and what are we blasting with the optic blasters and what's the other thing. Like, well, like, it starts to somehow I can believe. Well, how did that happen in this issue? It did somehow. Like, I, I agree with you. And then the firefighter yeah. was just a lot of confusing Okay. Magic, but uh, hmm. you know, I can I can sign on for you know the optic blasters, and sure. I can sign on for her being able to control the weather. Yeah, sign on for space pirates. That's about all that we have, though. But then somehow, when it like when it goes on for a long time, the the combination of okay. all the different sorts of uh, superpowers starts to seem implausible to me. Okay, <laughs> that's weird. Um, I I didn't. It, what you're, what you're describing, what I think you're describing, is something that bothers me. But what I'm thinking of is, you know, you know, power on top of a power, like Magneto, he controls magnetism, which effectively means, what to mean, he's a very selective telekinetic. Mm-hmm. Now, in practice, what it means is, well, magnetism is also uh, you know, part of the electromagnetic force, therefore I can control electricity, and therefore I can make a radio broadcast my voice, uh, and, and like, it'll, it'll just like... like got scope creep. Yeah, exactly, the exact <laughs> phrase of it, yeah, so like there's scope creep in the powers, and I was reading something, I'm reading out of Secret Wars, uh, which is a series that came out in 84, 85, something like that, mm-hmm. um, and it's not good. But you're still reading it. I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. Like, it's not Tom Clancy here. It's Jim Shooter, and I'll read Jim Shooter. <laughs> um, the, the brief aside about this year was what I don't like about it is that there's no hangout. It's very little hangout. Okay. But so, so there was a scene where they're trapped underneath a mountain. This is not an exaggeration. They're trapped underneath the mountain, and the Hulk is holding up an entire mountain. Sure. Um, and so. Mr. Fantastic says, oh, okay, well, Iron Man is here. We'll 
channel some energy into Iron Man's costume and like will blast out. But well, hang on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they did do that because like like Cyclops used his like blasters, but then somehow like the windshield of the plane amplified his blasters or the. the he's able to shoot through. Exactly. He's able to shoot through that. Yeah, that didn't bother me too much. But um, actually, maybe uh, in that in that case, yeah, I agree with you. I have, like, he, I have a point which anyway. I cannot, you know, suspend disbelief any further somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is, was, it was an okay, it was an okay issue. Did we Not get... Favorite. Yeah, yeah no, nor mine. Um, it'll get better. There's some really good ones on the horizon. These next, like, two or three are going to be, you know, pretty pretty mediocre. Uh, does Kitty show up here at all? I don't think... She does show up, kind of barely. The, yeah. Yeah, barely. Scene with uh, Scott and Storm, uh, Scott and Aurora eating food. I could have watched that for like another eight pages. <laughs> uh, yeah, if they had inverted the page count, panel count, between eating dinner and evading space aliens, yes. uh, this would have worked a lot more for me. Yep, I agree with you. All right, closing remarks? That's, that's it. Thanks for listening. No, I need a remark. You need remark. A closing I need remark. a closing remark. I need something profound and witty Holy and shit. wise. Um, Tune in next week to see whether or not we have fired Mr. Pennyfeather. You're going to fire Mr. Pennyfeather? Has he been stealing? Fired him from appearing on this podcast. No! <laughs> Fan favorite Mr. Pennyfeather? Well, I suppose, I suppose until next week. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Mr. Pennyfeather's fate hangs in the balance. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.